Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends and welcome back. Hope you are having a good Wednesday, um, that you're enjoying the what last day of June. <sighs> Where is the year gone? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's it's been well mixed. Um, hopefully you are doing okay. Um, that you you're feeling all right. You are looking after your well being. And last week was Well Being Week and Men's Health Week. So we were sharing a lot of well being content on our social media. Um, and we also had our men's mental health panel discussion, which we replayed on the podcast on Monday. Um, so hope you enjoyed those if you checked it out if not it is uh, on the podcast obviously or if you prefer you can watch it over on our YouTube um, Psyche Coaching um, on YouTube and um, massive massive thank you to Will Foley, Tim Parent, Joey Dumont and Jay Schiffman who joined us for that. It's a week of um, kind of familiar faces to me because today we are joined on the podcast by Melody who is the creator and host of the Study Break podcast and I was on Melody's podcast last year um, and she started her podcast. I asked her the question actually in this conversation. She started it when she was 16, uh, which I just think is amazing. And um, one of the things that I think I've mentioned before um, is I I think you, I, I really enjoy working with young people and particularly around mental health in the, the kind of mental health and mental well-being space about that kind of education and support to really help set young people up with the kind of life skills and um, the understanding of managing their well-being so that hopefully uh, fewer young people experience mental health difficulties. And there's some quite shocking statistics um, about um, mental illnesses and when they're established. Um, often uh, 50% are established by the age of 14 and 75% by the age of 24. So I think it's such an important uh, area and something I am really excited about. And actually I have a little something to share at the end of this episode about that. Um, so I really, um, I really love talking to a range of guests on the show because I think hearing stories is really powerful. Hearing um, diverse voices is really important. And I think if we're trying to understand something, hearing from people who have lived that experience and can share from there uh, is really powerful. And obviously, we were all teenagers at one point. Um, but I think hearing from uh, someone who is going through that period of their life um, as the world is now and, and kind of hearing me kind of, you know, go into what that is like, what it has been like. Uh, through this and college pressure and all kinds of great stuff um I would really recommend checking out Melody's podcast it is fab um and I think she is absolutely awesome so definitely check her out and um listen to the podcast and um yeah let's dive into this conversation and I'll be back super quickly at the end Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Melody to the podcast. So Melody welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi 
Thank you so much for having me. Um, so my name is Melody and I'm the host of Study Break, which is a teen podcast that amplifies teen voices. I do weekly interviews and it features guests, teen guests from all over the world. Um, so if you want to go check it out, I think Hannah will link my podcast in the description. Yeah, I absolutely will. Uh, I feel quite privileged because uh, so Melody and I uh, have met before and I've been a guest on Melody's show and I'm not a teenager, so I feel quite <laughs> privileged to, uh, yeah. to have been on. Hannah was my first guest, actually. My first guest that like I didn't know personally from school or something like that. So that was really nerve-wracking for me. I remember being like, oh my goodness. Like, I can't believe I'm, I'm interviewing a mental wellness coach. Like, oh, wow, that is so cool. <laughs> I was like telling everyone all about it. <laughs> it's, it's really funny, isn't it? Because it's like a uh, thing about perception because we often don't like the way we see ourselves and the way other people see ourselves because that's true I am a, a mental wellness coach but the idea that then people are like oh wow it's so amazing just feels really like weird to me yeah but I'm glad that you found mm -hmm. it exciting <laughs> it was so exciting I was so I was so happy and like our interview I feel like it turned out great um I'm always like oh yeah she was my first guest and she's from the UK too like wow <laughs> Yeah, well, no, I had I had so much fun, and um, yeah, so I, I reached out to Melody to to come on um, and guess because actually, you know, your show is all about amplifying teen voices, and teen mental health is something I'm really passionate about, and uh, that I also want to have those conversations. And I feel like the best way I, I can kind of share what I know from my experience and my memory of being a teenager that it's really valuable to actually get teens to come and share their perspective as well. So I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Oh, thank you so much. So um, ooh, where to start? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot. Let's before we get into kind of teen mental health, tell us a little bit about your show and uh, how you got started. Yeah, so um, I've been someone who listened to a podcast whenever I do things like by myself. I feel like I'm usually a very social person. So whenever I listen to podcasts, it's mainly to, in a sense, I like, kind of distract myself from my own loneliness that I'm experiencing. Um, and that kind of started ever since middle school. Um, you know, when I really understood the value of having those important conversations rather than normal, like fun playtime. And so whenever I would walk to school, walk home, that was really my podcast time. And, you know, throughout this time, I was like, wow, like I, I have some really interesting thoughts. You know, I, I like to talk to people. I like to listen to what they have to say. I love learning other people's stories. Um, so when the pandemic came last uh, March and you know schools were obviously closed I was like at home and I was like what can I do with all this free time now because um, during that time you know my school did not know what they were doing so um, everything was kind of more relaxed and by the end of March you know I kind of just spontaneously created my podcast and I feel like that was one thing that I'm really proud of doing because if I hadn't just done it like right away, I would have spent so much time thinking about it and overthinking, you know, perfecting the name, perfecting the cover art, things like that. So in the beginning, it was so messy. Like I did not have a color scheme. Well, technically I did, but I did not like it at all. It was like a weird beige color. And I was like, oh, I'm not a big fan of this, but I just continued it throughout season one, had a big revamp 
um, last December. And then we started season two in January. And that was a lot more organized. And like things are just flowing so much more smoothly now. I feel that's part of the journey. And there's a, a quote, isn't there, or something about like not being afraid to start messy and just like starting. Because if you're waiting for it to be perfect, that's <laughs> it's never going to happen. exactly yeah you'll give yourself these excuses and my first season was a mess as well (laughs) I listened for my 100th episode I listened back to my first episode and I was like oh so painful to listen to I know I'm like oh yeah I should do that in the future too like maybe 100 that's a good one Mm. um I I don't know my first one was just me and my friends like messing around you know that one's my most listened episode ever because you know obviously the first one Mm. um I didn't expect so many people to listen to like one that you know I was just fooling around with um but yeah I, I'm excited to look back on it yeah I think it's it's quite nice because then you can you can get a sense of perspective and you're like oh look how far I've come and, no yeah yeah and it's exactly. just the growth yeah mm-hmm. yeah awesome and so um so you started last year how old were you when you started the podcast um oh gosh how old was I <laughs> I you know I was just asked this question at the DMV like a week ago and I like literally stood there for 20 seconds thinking like oh how old am I <laughs> I haven't been asked that question for like an entire year you know? <laughs> um how I think I was I was 15 when I started it it turned 16 in August last year yeah so I'm awesome. 16 now <laughs> yeah yeah well I just think it's amazing you know I'm trying to think what I was doing when I was 15 not starting podcasts <laughs> um whether that's maybe it's just you that you're you know very focused and that kind of thing or maybe that's you know kind of teens today there's a different kind of I don't know life life changes doesn't it I guess um yeah yeah but how are things at the moment because obviously you know being being 16 and from what I remember (laughs) being 16 it's such a stressful time anyway and it's a lot of kind of taking risks and kind of think about what you want to do and trying new things and a lot of not being at home and <laughs> being out in the world and figuring stuff out. And obviously, you know, being in that space and being in quarantine and everything being the way it is. How are you doing and how, how has it been? Well, to be honest, in quarantine, you know, at first, honestly, I was thriving. Like unlike other people, they said they were struggling a lot. I think in the beginning, I was really doing well, surprisingly, <laughs> Um I was getting a lot of things done. Obviously, I just started my podcast and that was like my really like, I guess, passionate phase where I would like spend hours and hours working on it and trying to figure things out, learning about social media and all this stuff. Um, And then throughout the time being at home, I think I really started struggling around like fall of last year. Uh, that's when school started and we weren't as laid back as spring of last year because you know obviously they have a whole system now and they want the students to learn um personally I'm taking five AP courses which is basically like the college level uh introductory course college courses sorry that was a mess (laughs) I meant to say uh AP classes are equivalent to like um college courses And so, you know, as a high school junior, grade 11, um, taking five college courses obviously is a lot. And uh, I think if we were back in school, in in in-person school, I would struggle (laughs) even more. 
Um, but now I guess in a sense that we're at home, I get more time to study. Um, but the thing is, I have to learn a lot of time management. Um, so that's one thing that's really new because basically now my school is like a normal college um, where you have to plan your own time. You have to give yourself breaks and you have to plan out your own social life, uh, balancing uh, your social and work life. And that's just a whole new thing because before obviously with a strict bell schedule it's so different you go to school you go home you eat you do your homework uh, maybe eat again (laughs) you know and then like go shower and then sleep and then the day starts the same Um, well in a sense with more variety obviously (laughs) Um, but now in quarantine there's a lot more flexibility I feel But the one thing that makes it all different is that mental health aspect, because there was a time when I was like so depressed during quarantine and like no one knew it because I I feel like I'm a pretty good actor. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the one thing, uh, the one problem from that is that you bottle up your feelings and everything explodes at once. So I had like two huge breakdowns and like I was just like crying in my room by myself like for the entire week because I didn't know what to do and I felt so lonely. I knew I could talk to people but I just felt like I couldn't burden them because I knew everyone was going through something really difficult and I was like oh I don't I don't want to bring them down even more. I think in a sense I cared for people more than myself so like I I was like I'm fine struggling like I just don't want them to um but there came a point where it was like so bad where I I had to tell someone you know like I I knew I wanted help so obviously I took the step to reach out and now I'm feeling a lot better than I was in December and the beginning of February (laughs) um but yeah, I think that's that's the main thing during quarantine. Um, as of what you mentioned earlier, I think that was really interesting, um, you know, with me starting a podcast at such a young age. Um, honestly, being someone who has interviewed so many different teens who have been doing so many different amazing things, um, I feel like this is kind of the norm now, not only with like colleges being more competitive, but like in general with social media and stuff, I feel like there's this pressure almost for teens to immediately become activists, like as soon as they're born, <laughs> you know, like it, it feels like we're supposed to bear this responsibility of changing the world. And in a sense, like, yeah, we're glad to, you know, we want to, but then there's also times where it's like, holy crap, like I can't do this anymore the pressure is just too crazy and I can't handle this um I know there's a lot of teens my age a lot of my classmates specifically they're like oh I don't even know what to do in my life and they feel bad for struggling to figure out who they are and figuring out what they want to do you know and like yeah, it's great that I have my podcast and stuff, but other people like look at me and feel bad about themselves, which of course I never want. And um, in a sense, that's also something that I think is really important to acknowledge the teens who maybe don't really know what they're doing yet because everyone in the media and stuff, they always focus on the teens who are like working, I don't know, like in the the government, (laughs) doing something, (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I think there is, and and I I feel like it's, maybe it's always been there, but maybe with social media, you kind of see a lot more of it. That expectation that you kind of have to like decide what your entire life is going to look like. You've got to make that decision before you go to college and like, that's it. And I mean, I'm, so I'm 33 now and I'm still like figuring out what I'm doing with my life. And I'm hopefully kind of embarking on, I guess, like my third different, quite different career path because I'd sort of didn't really know what I wanted to do. Probably didn't help that I was really depressed, like at the time when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, and then I tried something. I was like, no, it doesn't, that was not really for me but I got some really valuable skills. I tried something else out. And actually where I am now is like some weird amalgamation of all of the skills from those things. And seeing that actually it was like this perfect weird journey of my own that now makes sense. But at the time was like, oh, you know, but I think, yeah, there's this thing, isn't there, that you have to decide, but you don't have to decide because it's not like, unless you want to go into like medicine or something that has like a really clear, like this is the, the college course you have to do. For a lot of things, it's a lot about that experience and expanding your horizons and learning and the skills. And then, you know, whatever job you go into, you learn a lot on the on the job. And it's, I don't know, I just, I think it's a big myth, really, of like you have to decide now. And a lot of pressure to, to make that decision where I'm sure if a lot of adults were honest with themselves, they still don't really know what they want to do. Yeah, no, exactly. I think you said that perfectly. I think it is a huge myth. Um, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, trial and error, especially at like young ages. There's this thing that I remember seeing where like teens and young adults and, you know, people, just young people in general, they're someone called a time billionaire. So, you know, the classic billionaires like Warren Buffett <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, all of those people, they they have they have money and, you know, they, they can do a lot of things with money. But the one thing is like Warren Buffett, he's not going to be a time billionaire anymore, you know. Sorry, but, <laughs> you know, when you're old, it's harder to do stuff. And that, that, that obviously doesn't mean you can't do stuff, you know. If you're um, a little bit older right now and you're listening to this, you know, take the time, take the opportunity and do the thing that you've been wanting to do. And for teens, I tell them like, yeah, you're a time billionaire. Like, it's okay if you make mistakes and it's okay if you don't know what you're doing. You got a lot of time to figure that out. And, um, you know, there's also that saying that's like, just just do it. You know, you, know, you don't know when's your last day or um, what's the saying? It's like, live today like it's your last. Yeah. Yeah. So people are automatically like, oh, okay, well, I should do everything today. But then also I have so much time left. So what do I do? You know, they, they start listening to all of these inspirational quotes and stuff. And they're like, oh, no. Like, so what exactly am I supposed to do? You know, like, just tell me to do something. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, again, going back to like the whole trial and error situation, I think um, teens really need to just be more forgiving of themselves. Um, even personally for me, I'm someone who does a lot of things, not because like colleges, um, but because I genuinely like it. And I, I experimented with different clubs and, you know, obviously I narrowed it down to the four main ones that I'm involved in. And then um, I also experimented with 
my podcast, obviously, um, and just really enjoyed it. So I followed through with it. But in the case that I didn't, you know, it's always okay if I just like drop it midway. Um, and I think more teens need to realize that, that they don't need to always be so committed to something. And like, even as an adult, I'm sure there's things where there's, or there's choices where you've made and where it's like, uh, like maybe I shouldn't have done this. And then you like, kind of like rewind the tape <laughs> and go back in the past and be like, okay, let's, let's forget about that. Um, so yeah, I think um, teens not only need to be more forgiving of themselves, but also limit themselves to what they see and how they compare themselves to others. Because again, on social media, that's like our main form of communication now. But I'm sure you know this too, because we had this discussion previously with the news and um, people also portray a really like perfect outlook of their lives on social media. So it's like, oh, if this person is doing this and this and this, and I'm just at home playing video games and just doing my homework, like, I don't feel that special compared to them. And that's going to lower their own self-worth. So I think that's also something really interesting to talk about. There's a, um, a saying from somewhere, I don't know where, I can't credit it. Um, but the, yeah, when you're comparing yourself to people on social media, which we all do, you're comparing your outtakes to someone else's show reel. Like mm-hmm. they're showing the best stuff and you're like, oh, I, you know, I can't compare, I can't compete with that. But there's so much you're not seeing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know, it's, I, I try to be mindful of how much social media I consume because it's really easy to, to get sucked in I know like, I've just wasted an hour looking at stuff that I'm not even like that interested in and then feeling rubbish about myself um and I try to I don't know if you do the same on your podcast I try to be honest and real also not I, I try and have like a balance so try and show like that hope but not always be like yeah everything's great when you're like just sat on the sofa mindlessly watching videos and eating chocolate because <laughs> <laughs> It's being real, but not ev- not bringing everyone down with you when we. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's definitely me too. Um, hosting interviews, you know, you have to have a really good balance of maybe like some funny moments, the really deep conversations, but like also that final optimistic perspective. Um, so it's it's really interesting, like how sometimes the interviews can take a really crazy turn into like the the dark and deep conversations. But then, like we always come out at the end with some really knowledgeable um, lesson. Hmm. It always surprises me sometimes where like you'll have a conversation and you listen back and you think, oh wow, that sounded really amazing. Because at the time, it's just kind of coming out. But yeah, sometimes. Um, things come out and they sound really profound yeah yeah you're like oh I I did that (laughs) yeah I'm sure there'll be loads of really profound moments from this (laughs) just like a whole compilation yeah that you could make like a show reel like look at all the intelligent things I've said on the podcast (laughs) yeah if you're listening and you're interested you know (laughs) send it over to Hannah yeah um so I um so um, I had a, a quick question on kind of college stuff because I don't know if this is different in the UK to the US, but like how much pressure 
is it of kind of thinking about college, thinking about getting into a college, how, how much pressure? Because it feels like in the UK, there is a reasonable amount for universities. I and mean, we've got a couple of top universities, but I feel like most of our universities are pretty good. And there is still pressure, but from what I've observed, it seems that the US is like on a whole other <laughs> level for college pressure. Yeah, um, I don't know that much about UK schools, um, so I can't really make a direct comparison there. Um, but from my perspective with the US, um, I think it really depends because there's some there's some kids who grew up with the perspective that like, oh, college isn't for everyone. You know, there's in a sense like that more liberal thinking of um, you don't have to go to college. You know, you can be successful without going to college. A lot of the major like influencers and stuff, they, they never went to college. Um, some of the most famous CEOs, they never went to college either. So there's that, I guess, security behind it. Um, but in general, I think a lot of people have a very major focus on getting into like some sort of elite colleges. Um, and, you know, coming from, uh, I, I'd say my district is pretty competitive. I think from the people I've surrounded myself with, they do take college very seriously, including myself. Um, I Obviously, I'm not like saying, oh, I have to get into an Ivy League or else I'm going to cry for an entire month. <laughs> um, but there is the sense that you have to do everything right in order for colleges to be like, oh, you're a good candidate. Because now, especially without standardized testing, or at least a lot of schools are going test optionals, we saw how the class of 2021, the people who are graduating this year, how college acceptances are hugely affected without standardized testing. Now there's so much more pressure to be really good in extracurriculars. Also having a really high GPA, having really good grades. So trying to become such a perfect student, but still having that possibility of getting rejected from a college, you're like, oh my gosh, like what more can I do? I feel like colleges, in a sense, do push students to their limits. And it's not even like a, a good limit, you know, like not pushing them outside of their comfort zone, but literally ruining some children's lives because they don't know the boundaries to set for themselves because of this culture of not only like toxic productivity, but also the culture of just perfection. And the really strange thing about that is um, how there are people, there are adults who are like, oh, it's okay. Like you can do this and you can make mistakes and you don't have to do this. You know, there's, uh, there's a wide variety of what they say, but then it always comes back to the conclusion of, oh yeah, college is extremely important and what you do in high school really does matter we've been taught this ever since elementary, you know, like start thinking about your future now. And like, in a, I know they are trying to just like prepare us for the future um, to, you know, help us feel more organized and stuff. But then there's that underlying message of you got to figure things out right now, because once you graduate from high school, you're going to be doing the same thing forever. And you're either going to be miserable or super happy. So, Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like if there's that 
that pressure to feel that particularly if you're aiming for like an Ivy League to be perfect on paper so mm-hmm. that and and if you've done that and you've put that pressure on yourself to be perfect on paper and you're juggling all these extra clubs and everything as well as not just not just academic like perfection but everything and then if you get rejected you know I feel like that is gonna like for most people feel like a really personal thing like I've done everything why am I not good enough and I feel like that like you said has a massive impact but also I, I feel like if you get in and you've had it as this like goal that you're working towards there's also a bit of a come down from that as well even if it's all gone well you've got the place at your dream college and I imagine often it doesn't quite live up to expectations or then it's like well what next because you've had mm-hmm. so much focus for so long yeah 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 exactly and there's multiple examples of this um I know a couple of my friends who got into their dream school obviously some are doing fantastic but there's us also other people who are like like what am I even doing here like I don't know what's next you know I've only been thinking about college but nothing beyond that really um and then some people they go into college and they start like partying and they they lose focus about like education um others they didn't get into their dream college but they're still thriving like they're still doing amazing and there's others who are who didn't get into their dream college but um they are kind of struggling now too doesn't mean they won't thrive in the future um so it's it's almost like this grid of positives and negatives but I think in general yeah you were spot on with what you said earlier when kids get rejected from their dream school and they've done everything to their fullest potential you know they're waiting for their acceptance letter and they're like no matter what happens like I am me and I did well and I'm proud of myself and then they see the denial and then immediately they're like oh my goodness like I am the worst person ever like well I'm I feel worthless and I'm dumb and I'm uh unaccomplished you know and it's like oh wow like all this negative talk about yourself it's horrible you know that's the only way to describe it it's it's really horrible but I think for anyone, if you were in that situation, it'd feel the same way because you're like, Mm. I literally did everything I can and nothing still happened. It's like being the only person in a relationship, you know, like it's a one sided relationship. You've done everything you can and somehow it's still lost its connection. Mm. You're like, oh, wow. Like, well, this sucks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had um, an interview last week, last week, week before. Uh, for a doctorate that I really want to get a place on and I'm in this exactly in that place of, of waiting to see and my academic performance is re- is pretty good it's not perfect <laughs> and I've got a lot of really valuable experience and I went into the interview and I feel it went really well and I came out and I was like I feel I was me like completely me I wasn't like trying to be someone I'm not or say the right thing I was just really authentically me and what I'm telling myself which I mostly believe is that if I don't get a place then it's just not the right fit because I was me and if they don't want me as I am it's not the right place for me and I feel it went well so I'm fingers crossed but I also know that part of me if I get a rejection is going to be devastated at the same time like no matter how much I'm telling myself that you know yeah yeah I think it's it is difficult because we can put so much of our kind of self-worth attached 
to those things and I feel like the more you want something the more like high risk it is really yeah exactly well first of all good luck I hope (laughs) everything goes well (laughs) um yeah and as of the interview thing I think that was a really good example um there's one thing that not a lot of us keep in mind and it's that the institution is also looking for someone so if you don't fit what they're looking for well then it's an automatic rejection and there's not much control over that um and yeah going back to control that's a huge thing too because when you're in control you know you're being yourself and all that but then when something goes wrong you're like oh didn't see that coming mm. <laughs> and then immediately you you feel like lost almost um you're like oh no like what do I do um I don't have a plan b you know and like everything goes wrong and you're like ah more stress more anxiety um and that builds up and eventually like um depression and like suicidal thoughts like who knows and that's why I feel like mental health is so important because really understanding like um, your value and knowing that balance between your worth in life and in work. It's like two different things. You know? In work, it's very, I feel like superficial and almost like in a sense, like very direct because it's it's really just like on paper stuff like oh okay you're you're a good team leader you're you have good grades okay like we'll hire you but then in real life it's like that that's not what matters you know it's the relationships you build with others mm-hmm. so sp- learning that as a teen has been really really difficult even for me like i'm saying all of this stuff but sometimes i completely forget about it and i'm like what what am I even doing here <laughs> you know <laughs> and I'm like oh no like I don't, I don't know what to do anymore and then I have to like really sit back do some self-reflection maybe journal a bit and like really find that purpose again and find that drive again because when you like defeat yourself for so long it's really hard to come back and like be working to your fullest potential mm-hmm. so it's really just giving yourself time and being more forgiving of yourself mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was a really good example of the the kind of job thing on paper. And I think it's similar to the college, like they've got what they want or what they need for the role, which may or may not be you. And I think you also, and I think we forget this sometimes, we're also kind of interviewing them and checking if they're a good fit for us as well. But we often forget that bit because we're just like, we want that place and we don't really analyze it. Yeah. But, you know, on paper, so say you've got the job where you want someone who's a great team leader, etc. And maybe you're a rubbish team leader. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you don't have worth as a person. Like, because mm-hmm. it's not like to be a human. <laughs> it's not like, oh, well, you've got to have all these things. Otherwise, you can't be human. Like we are human. And I, like you said, I think we just lose touch of it because we're comparing ourselves, whether it's to other people or this, this ideal of a job or whatever. And, and then we think we're, we're lacking in some way because they're not our unique blend of skills or we haven't had that experience. And, and I'm exactly the same as you. I often forget this and have to remind myself and go like, no, no, I do have inherent value just because I'm alive. But it's so easy, I think, to forget because we get drawn into those comparisons or we get drawn into everything. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, I feel like people 
it's it's really funny thinking about it really because we're always like each individual people is so unique but then when it comes to times like that you want to be like everyone else you know you want to you want to normalize that idea of oh everyone has to be a leader which honestly if you think about it doesn't make sense because if everyone were leaders then this world you know what is the definition of a leader um but yeah it's it's just really silly i think how humans work because we are so hypocritical honestly it's one of my favorite things about psychology and about people that we're just so weird we just yeah. make no sense <laughs> <laughs> no exactly I think that's that's the final conclusion here like we just yeah. don't make any sense <laughs> yeah why try it's not gonna make sense <laughs> yeah just live your life honestly yeah. like, just do what you want be who you want to be and like make goals that make yourself happy yeah yeah it's amazing so pause let that sink in for a minute because I think that's <laughs> soaking but... all that in <laughs> <laughs> Just be yes. happy. Woo. I'm going to go eat some chocolate after this. That'll make me happy. Yes. I mean, yes. it is Easter. It is Easter today. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. It's fine. Uh, I'd love to, <laughs> love to come back <laughs> to toxic productivity quickly because I know it's something that you really like to talk about and that you'd mentioned. So could you explain to us what you mean by toxic productivity and why it's such a big issue? Yeah, so for me, my definition of toxic productivity is really that whole idea that society placed of you have to continuously work, you have to always be motivated, and you you always need to be accomplishing things. That's that's my definition of toxic productivity. Um, and I've seen this a lot on social media, specifically TikTok and YouTube. Um, there's always like weirdly motivational videos on YouTube where they're like seven tips to be the most pro- live the most productive life <laughs> or something like that like why you should wake up at 5 a.m and then on TikTok you always see the the morning productivity um, daily routine videos and they're like oddly specific and then it's this girl or guy showing us their morning routine like waking up at 4 a.m going to the gym doing everything by like nine o'clock and I'm like I wake up like literally at like 11 or sometimes one because I pull like all-nighters just trying to do my work or figuring out stuff so you know seeing that a lot of teens feel really bad about themselves like oh I should wake up at four and then I'll immediately be productive and I've mentioned this on um, my podcast Instagram I made a whole reel about it but I'm like you don't have to wake up at 4 a.m to be productive like I I wake up at like one sometimes but that doesn't mean I can't have a productive day you know obviously I don't encourage people to wake up at noon (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's like you don't have to always be doing something in order to be successful, in order to be productive. You know, that's, that's not the case. Being productive is just doing the task that you told yourself to do and just working to a sensible amount. You know, like if you just continuously work yourself to your limits, then you become a robot. Yeah. I just obviously for any teens listening who want to get up at four and if that works for them, fine. But teens, psychology note, shouldn't be making themselves get up at four because actually 
a teenager's body clock if anything they should be sleeping in later and I don't know if you've seen this but they're sometimes they'll have these conversations about the fact that the school day should start later because on a physiological level teenagers need more sleep and probably if school started like 10 or 11 that would be much more in line with your body clock so if you are you know for anyone who's not like a morning person I feel that you should be mindful of like what you're forcing your body to do that might not work for you but yeah for teens listening who are like I have to get up before like don't get up before because actually that's not how your body clock works and so I feel like it's it's not that they couldn't be productive but you're you're literally fighting against your biology (laughs) (laughs) well yeah that's really good to know yeah I automatically felt like a little bit better about myself there I mean if it it makes you feel better today and yesterday actually because it's the weekend um and I didn't have to be up pretty early I uh, I did set an alarm early and then continuously snoozed it and didn't really get up till like 11 Uh, (laughs) so you know it's the weekend yeah Yeah, that's that's fine honestly like even for me we had spring break right so I was like you know what go crazy or go home (laughs) um you know in the beginning I was like I'm I'm gonna fix my sleep schedule um but honestly it's been really hard because of like school and just like figuring out things um mental health wise and also just like figuring out things in my life because there's always those like random moments where you go into like that deep thought and you're like Hmm. like why are apples called apples <laughs> or, or like um maybe some more like realistic thoughts like um you know like what is the meaning of life <laughs> I mean <that's laughs> the age-old so question yeah, yeah I started rereading like a philosophy book and I was like moral psychology at the moment and that's you know Ooh, that's a lot heavy stuff yeah I mean I, I did philosophy uh a level so that's kind of like 17 18 so mm-hmm. they, uh, two years of philosophy and then the first year of my university so the first year of my college I did philosophy um but I was still like <laughs> you like see stuff or you know things that people are doing and you're kind of like wrestling with like how far personal responsibility goes and you're like oh this is too, too <laughs> for today <laughs> yeah yeah I know like especially when it comes to reading or like learning about something that you watch on the internet it's like you get so focused on that and then you, you just dig yourself a deeper hole and you're like, oh, how did I get here? Yeah, yeah. Like full existential crisis. Although actually I'm really interested in existential philosophy. So, but I feel like that is going to be an interesting journey. I've like ordered a book <laughs> to read more of it and that's going to be, whew, that's going to be a journey. A bit like questioning yeah. my life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, that that was so perfect like questioning your life questioning all the choices that you've ever made <laughs> yeah I hope I feel it's that kind of um you know I think self-awareness is really important and that kind of thinking about stuff and reflecting but it's so easy to get just stuck in there and not actually do any of the action or the applied stuff and yeah I don't know yeah exactly see that we've come into philosophy now <laughs> How do we get back from here? (laughs) Well, I wonder if, um, before I ask you my set questions, if you've got a final thought on um, teen mental health, quarantine, life, anything that you'd like to share with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, I think if you're a teen listening to this, my biggest message for you is, you know, to really give yourself time and stop placing so much pressure on yourself. It's much easier said than done, 
but it's taking that first step to acknowledging the fact that oh you're you're giving yourself too much pressure and to you know lay back a little bit because not getting into your dream college isn't the end of the world as a matter of fact not doing what you want isn't the end of the world period um there's always going to be a way you know life throws a ton of obstacles that's just like a classic saying because it's just true you know no matter what happens there's always going to be like a, a a turning point and you know you've accomplished so many things already and even if you just like lay back down after school and play video games like think about it you went to school for like eight hours online or in real life and it's like that's already a lot like I think that's almost close to a normal like nine to five you know and different hours of course but it's 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 a lot and you know you're you're doing really well already so give yourself a lot more credit than you already do amazing thank you so much I think that's a great final thought uh, so yeah I'd love to hear your thoughts on my set questions I ask everyone that comes on and so my first one is what brings you joy in your life Ooh, that's a good question <laughs> well a lot of things bring joy in my life um I'm gonna focus more on like what brings me joy right now um uh, of course family and friends I'm really grateful in the sense that I I feel like I definitely got closer to them over quarantine um another thing that brings me joy of course I gotta I gotta shout this out but watching some of my favorite comedy youtubers um Cody Ko Good Mythical Morning is a classic one Smosh um yeah those they're really funny people um and I also really like organizing I've been an, a huge organizer my entire life um recently you know I've I've been going through a phase of just working nonstop. So I, I kind of have a mess right now. But uh, normally I do go a little bit crazy Marie Kondo. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really into that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most, that's, those are the things that brings me the most joy right now. Can you come over and like Marie Kondo my house? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Because no, like seriously though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because if it brings you joy, because it does not bring me joy at all (laughs) to organize. So it's like a reciprocal thing. You're happy. My house is tidier. I'm happy. Winner. Win-win situation. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of my friends actually, they're like, "Oh yeah, my room is so messy right now." I'm like, "Are you free to video call? Let me go. Let me take you through the step by step." (laughs) I feel like it's the kind of thing um like if you've got a skill or something you enjoy like trade it for I mean anything but coffee food I am because part of my background's in finance so where I have friends who've got businesses and I help them it's like I'll help you you just gotta feed me (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like a great arrangement so you could definitely Mm -hmm. be like getting food out of this or coffee or whatever it is you know yeah exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, it just reminded me that I really need to Marie Kondo. Maybe not a full Marie Kondo, but I need to do something with my house. Anyway, uh, my next question for you is what makes life meaningful for you? Oh, that's a really deep one. That's like for sure one of those like 1 a.m. thoughts for me. <laughs> um, what makes life most meaningful? I think for now, it really is just the idea of 
living um obviously that's super ambiguous you're like it can be anything but i think that's what's really making life really like meaningful because you don't know what to expect and because of the vast topics you can explore you know whether it's psychology philosophy um anything you know you can go from that and then somehow get into like farming like who knows <laughs> you know it's it's that's that's what's really the most special thing about life for me it's just taking those twisting paths and somehow finding a way that makes you happy in the end amazing i'm just wondering about like the psychology of farming now (laughs) (laughs) don't know but uh amazing i love it um so my next two questions are around our overarching topic of the podcast which is mental wellness so the first question is what does mental wellness mean to you yeah i think that means a lot to me um i've been someone who's struggling a lot throughout my guess um my my teen years, including now, um, just reassuring myself over and over again. Um, but I, I think mental wellness is something that really needs to be destigmatized. Um, people are like, oh, like you, you care about your own feelings. I like, know you're supposed to be working. <laughs> and it's like, well, you can't work if you're if your head isn't in the right place. Um, so in general, I feel like no matter what, in order to live the most satisfying life you can, you have to get your own mind set straight, you know? And it's like, you just got to know that no matter what happens, everything's going to be okay. Because if you're worried all the time, if you're super anxious about everything, you know, it's going to feel like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, even if you reach your final goal, you still feel like you haven't done enough or that you need to do more. That's kind of what I've been experiencing right now. Um, Because obviously, like I mentioned, I do a lot of things and I definitely don't give myself enough credit for it. And I'm open to speaking about this because I know a lot of my friends also struggle with this. So I'm sure like a lot of people in general do struggle with this as well. And I think like together, you know, we can we can give ourselves credit and tell ourselves like we do matter and we do value uh, what whoa what we do value. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, we need to value ourselves and we need to prioritize ourselves. And, you know, it's it's cool being a people pleaser, but you got to do things for yourself, too. And so then my follow-up question is for yourself, how you look after your mental well-being. So how you value yourself and um, look after yourself. Yeah, um, well, not going to lie, recently I haven't been doing that much because I've been stuck in that working loop. Um, Mainly it's because I do have upcoming AP exams in May. So I've been really trying to focus on like a good study schedule and stuff like that. Um, but in general for self-care, I really like just like chilling and watching the uh, YouTube comedy videos. Those always bring me a sense of joy. Somehow 
binging a TV show if I have time. Um, that's really relaxing. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> you know, you, you get to be invested in a new story plot and like kind of disconnect from your own life a bit. Um, something else that I really like to do is just, I don't know if this is weird, but like sometimes I would just like sit down and have like music playing and just like reflect on my life a bit you know reflect on everything going on um and that's my time where I really give myself credit and I'm like oh wow like you did a lot today and like you should be proud of yourself for it it's kind of like a little bit of a self-hype moment when you're like oh like you got this like you you did this and you're going to do this and like you're doing amazing already like don't be so hard on yourself. It's really that confidence booster. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It doesn't sound weird at all. Not to me anyway. So <laughs> awesome. <keep> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, my next question is sometimes a bit of a challenge. Uh, so how would you describe your own mindset? Um, yeah, this is definitely challenging. <laughs> um, I think I have a very... Um, complicated I mean everyone has a complicated mind that's kind of what the brain is <laughs> just a complicated muscle mass um, but uh, I think for me at least there's definitely phases where I'm like extremely confident and I'm like oh I look so good right now or like oh like I'm doing so well getting the grades that I'm getting um and then there's other times where I'm like I I hate myself so much and I don't I don't care about anything anymore and I'm just doing this to get it over with and you know with that comes a lot of things um you can definitely feel super depressed and feel super lonely um but you know the random confidence boosters and stuff it can really change your whole entire perspective so my definition of my own mindset I guess is um I guess the only thing I can really say is just constant reassurance it's always like falling into a a loophole of like oh well life sucks and then like oh it's actually not that bad and then oh it's do it's fantastic right now I'm the happiest I've ever been and it's back down <laughs> so um I I I think it's really just reassuring myself over and over again not only with like words of affirmation but to really believe in it and that's something that I've been working on ever since I knew um of mental health and like how to be more kind to yourself so yeah that's that's the best way to describe my mindset right now yeah yeah and it sounds um like you know that you've got that recognition for yourself that actually even if you're in one of those lows where it all feels awful knowing that that's not going to last and that it's going to change again um which is maybe something you have to remind yourself of when you're there but kind of having that knowledge I imagine yeah exactly I think in a sense like I'm a really optimistic person there's definitely things that I'm like kind of a nihilist about <laughs> but I think in general it's really nice to keep up that um, optimism 
and just know that oh well everything will be okay in the end and um there's also this one thing that I really like to tell myself and it's would your younger self be proud of where you are now and I I constantly think about that like would me as a 12 year old see my high school junior self as this podcaster like definitely not <laughs> but I did that and you know now I've grown a following too and there's like thousands of people listening and it's like oh wow like I am making a difference and I need to be proud of myself for that yeah, I mean you absolutely should be proud of yourself for that let's say <laughs> thank you <laughs> Um, so my next question is uh, one of my favorite ones to ask. And we like to give people kind of practical ideas of things that they can try out for themselves that could have a massive impact in their lives. So do you have a top one to three tips that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Um, first thing is if you're ever feeling really, uh, I guess, unmotivated, one one way to really boost yourself up is by reminding yourself of goals that you want to accomplish um just reminding yourself like what you're doing right now or what you are about to do is going to lead you to a good place no matter what um the second thing is mistakes um it's okay to make mistakes and in that moment it might feel like oh everything's wrong or um, I didn't plan this. Oh no, what should I do? Um, but I think just taking a step back to take a breather, you know, like relax for a bit and then realize that you learn from your mistakes, you know, like people who say they don't learn from their mistakes, like I'm a little bit concerned because no matter what happens, like even if it's not a mistake, like you know you've done something bad or that um, something just didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, you always learn from that. So that is super valuable. Just keeping that in mind, like this is going to shape who you are and like you're just going to continue on from there and move on, you know. Um, third, I guess it's just really to, again, reassure yourself, forgive yourself. That's like my biggest message here to just really be proud of who you are and celebrate your small victories um, to just be happy with where you are now because like you can only go up from here, you know? And I think that's just, I don't, I don't know. For me, it, it works for me. I don't know if it works for everyone, Um but if you want to try something new, like just words of affirmation, maybe start journaling. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for those. Um, and then I have a new question. I need to stop saying new soon because I've been asking quite a lot of people now. <laughs> this question. Um, so I love to read. I also love TED Talks. Um, but I suppose it could be uh, broader than that as well. But I'm, I'm asking guests that come on if they've got a recommendation for a book or a TED Talk or something that's been really impactful for them and that they'd like to share. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a big reader. Um, but I did read one book recently. It's a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And um, it's a 
I think it's a fairly easy book to read and to comprehend, um, but it's about how to build healthy habits and how to build long lasting habits um, that can ultimately lead you into like a very healthy life, but also a successful life. Um, So that's been really a very interesting read. Yeah. Yeah. I've not, I've not read it, but quite a few people recently I've seen like talking about it. So it's definitely one that I have to uh, check out. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I will check it out. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Um, So I did have another question pop into my head to ask you, but I realized we've already reached like an hour. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you've got like a massive time pressure or if you've got a couple of extra minutes. Mm -hmm. No, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so I just, um, you know, I think we've been, we've been talking generally to people, but I think a lot also, um, you know, aimed at at teens. And I was just thinking about how there might be parents of teens listening um, and and that it can be really difficult. I mean, even as an adult to talk to your parents, (laughs) honestly. Um, (laughs) And and I wonder if you've got any, any thoughts or anything that you'd like to kind of say to parents of teens of things I don't know that they can do to kind of help their teens have a better experience or just kind of any message you would like to give to the adults of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I'd say teens are going through a lot more than you can ever imagine because there are, I'm okay. I'm not trying to like be ageist here, <laughs> but the world did change a lot. And um, if you can't like personally experience it, I think it's not really great to just automatically place an assumption on like how much someone is struggling. Because again, like if someone is struggling, it's like their own struggle, you know, like you can't really compare how they're feeling or their situation to your own. Um, Because in general, like if they're having a bad day, like you've, you've had bad days too, but you can't really directly make that comparison. Um, But anyways, I think, yeah, um, parents and adults in general just need to be more understanding of the immense pressure that teens have now. And obviously, there's going to be some teens that are like, oh, I, I don't care, whatever. Um, but then the majority of teens right now are having that go get it attitude. And it's a lot of like ambitious people. You know, like everyone wants to succeed, of course. And teens right now, everyone is competing to be the best. So just remembering that, like, wow, like that's such a competitive and in a sense, like almost toxic mindset, right? And so to know that they're experiencing something like this is already super intense. And um, I think it'd be really nice for parents and adults to just really like, again, going back to the whole reassurance thing, but seriously to reassure teens that everything will be okay. And maybe like share their own personal stories, um, to just talk about life. Um, it's going to be very different now with social media, now the pandemic and online school. Um, but it's, I think it's just nice to listen to these experiences and to really, remember that no matter what happens, you know, it's always nice to have that positive attitude. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melody, for sharing that. And that brings me to my final question, uh, which is where people can connect with you online. And I know we've mentioned your podcast, if you can remind us of that as well. 
Yeah. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for having me on. This is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me on my podcast, Study Break. So you can go into any platform, any podcast platform, um, search up Study Break with Melody, Study Break by Melody, Study Break podcast, anything, and you can find it. It's a blue cover art. Um, and you can also check me out on Instagram and TikTok at the Steady Break Podcast. Um, again, Hannah will link my podcast in the description. So if you want to go check that out, that would be super amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we absolutely uh, will link in the show notes so people can find you nice and easily from there. Melody, it's been so much fun speaking with you again. And uh, thank you for taking the time um, for joining us and sharing your your wisdom and your thoughts with us. Thank you so much. And, you know, it's it's been so nice to reconnect again. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so massive thanks again to Melody. And we will absolutely share in the show notes so you can connect and listen to her podcast. And also so you can check out the episode that, that I recorded with her um, a while ago. <laughs> like she said, we talked about the news. We talked about myths um around being a grown-up and having it all figured out and all of that kind of thing and this idea of just kind of figuring stuff out feels like it's a bit of a catchphrase at the moment for me um because I think I've mentioned about an exciting project that I've got going on it was mentioned on Monday's episode at the end of the panel if you um listened to that um and so I am in the process of setting up a social enterprise with some co-founders and we do now have a website and social media presence so obviously please do follow the main psyche coaching page um and i've got um an exciting thing going on there later this month which i'll share in just a moment but if you are particularly interested in youth mental well-being if you are a young person under the age of 35 because we're going for the broadest definition possible and you are either really wanting to get involved and change the experience for young people and mental health because like I said that lived experience and that perspective and peer support is so important you know if you're really uh, really passionate about that and want to get involved we have an announcement tomorrow so 1st of July um, on our Facebook page so yet y-e-t CIC, Yet CIC is our name, uh, we're a community interest company. So head over to Yet CIC. So tomorrow there'll be an update, which will, it's a bit mysterious at the moment, which will share kind of who we are, what we're about. You can meet me and my other two amazing co founders um, and hear about how you can get involved as a volunteer. Or if you're a coach who's also really passionate about youth mental health, you uh, can find out about that. Or if you're a young person who is struggling a little bit with you know, who you are, your sense of self, what you're doing with your life, um, your how you're feeling, self-esteem, confidence, mood, stress, anxiety, any of those things, then there will be some information about how you can access our support. Um, and it's not just have some support and then thanks, bye. <laughs> we really believe in that sense of community and connection. So um, there'll be opportunities kind of around that. So if that is something that you're really interested in, um, particularly if you either want to get involved and support us in some way or as a young person um, under the 35, which is great because then I'm whew, a young person as well, <laughs> then check out that. So yet CIC on Facebook and if you are listening and you're a parent uh, a parent particularly of a teen and you um, 
are really concerned about your teen's mental well-being and you're not really sure how to talk to them about it, if you really want to um, improve your conversations with your teen and your relationship, um, then I have a free three-day challenge called Preparing for Positive Conversations with Your Teen. Catchy. (laughs) But really... To, to kind of share um, from my experience about a little bit of kind of child psych and uh, development, but about kind of positive parenting, positive communication, about mindset, about how you're showing up in conversations to really uh, have a relationship that is supportive, that is nurturing for your child, but also feels good for you. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that. It'll be the first time that I'm running this free challenge and, and sharing some um, some amazing stuff with you, a bit of a download. Uh, so that is, I will put the link in the show notes, um, but that is on Facebook as well. Um, and you can find it through the Psyche Coaching page or if you just search for preparing for positive conversations with your teens, um, you can find it that way. And so that's running from the 28th of July to the 30th of July. Um, so check those out. That's kind of the, the exciting things I've got going on at the moment. I had mentioned in this uh, episode about the doctorate that I'd applied for. Um, and as an update, I didn't get a place. Um, and it was one of those frustrating ones where they said, oh, yeah, like, you know, everything's great. <laughs> um, keep doing what you're doing. Apply again. And um, I definitely had the mixed feelings like we mentioned in this part of me thought, you know, that's cool. Um, actually looking at things with this exciting project that's going on and the things that are really important to me and thinking well actually that is a route that in some ways gets me towards where I want to get to but in a quite restrictive way so actually yeah maybe it's not right also part of me was very upset and I had to allow myself to feel that a little bit um because I can be quite quick to go on to the next thing go like well that's fine whatever I don't want anyway um so actually uh, my coach that I work with that was a bit of processing I had to do to actually acknowledge that it sucked you know that um you can logically know and even sort of believe that maybe there are better opportunities and that something's not right and it can still hurt and be painful when something that you really wanted doesn't work out um but yeah I am all good uh I have got exciting stuff with psyche happening the challenge I have got yet stuff happening uh and I am doing a different course in counseling so I'm um a coach I've done my my coach training but I really want to be able to work integratively um so being able to use those therapeutic tools and that counseling if that is something that is going to help someone in a safe and um, supportive way. So yes, I will be doing some studying anyway from September. Uh, just a different course, but actually on reflection, possibly one that is more suited to my vision and uh, where I want to get to, which I think maybe speaks to that point that, you know, we don't know how life is, is going to go and we can get really invested in something like the idea of it, like the sound of it. And actually, maybe it is not the right thing for us at this point in time. Maybe there is a better opportunity or maybe there is something else that is um, is going to come along in the um, in the meantime. Um, and I think I I don't know whether I 100 percent am like everything happens for a reason. But it's interesting when you start to observe some synchronicities and things that 
bring you joy and are really going well and think, oh, well, if that thing that really bummed me out before hadn't happened, I wouldn't have done that thing and then I wouldn't have met this person and I wouldn't have done etc, etc, etc. And so if I had got a place last year when I had applied for this programme, I wouldn't have done the coaching course. Um, If I got a place in the counselling course last year, I wouldn't have done the coaching course. I wouldn't have met my two awesome co-founders who we're setting up this exciting project with. Uh, I call them quite a project. It's not, it's going to be a whole organisation. We've got massive (laughs) dreams. But, you know, actually at the time it's only think, oh, this is, it's really upsetting. But whether it's that it does happen for a reason and there is something better or it's just you kind of make the most of the situation and there are new opportunities that are always there if we are open to them and um willing to you know I guess kind of seize life um seize those opportunities rather than hold on to that regret and disappointment of something that didn't work out uh so that's a little update uh yeah I was a bit bummed out but I am good and super excited about things that are happening and you know the um the work I'm doing but work doesn't feel like the right right word because it's um but passion also kind of has a bit of like sometimes but the the kind of path I'm on let's say that I'm very excited about the uh the things that I'm doing and um being able to share and support more people um really excites me so I am doing good um but yeah, I thought we'd update. And yeah, I uh, really appreciate you for tuning in, for listening to the show. Again, massive thank you to Melody for joining us. She may well be back again because I really want to do a youth mental health panel, similar to Monday's panel on men's mental health, um, but talking to young people and really diving into um, youth mental health and, and kind of how we can change things for children and young people. Um so yeah that is everything from me for today I really hope you've enjoyed this episode I would love to know what you've taken away from it uh, so you can connect with me at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching across social media and we'll be back on Monday with another episode for you until then as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon bye for now